My name is Dom. I'm an eighth generation Latino Arizonan. I'm an artist and organizer. My name is Melina, community activist and DACA recipient. Welcome back to season two of We've Got Issues. All right, welcome to We've Got Issues Season 2, because uh, Arizona still has issues. Um, I want to introduce our new host, Melina. Hello, everyone. Hi there. Uh, welcome back to Season 2. My name is Melina. I'm a DACA recipient. I'm originally from León, Guanajuato, Mexico. Um, and yeah, we're here because... Arizona has some serious issues that are still affecting people today. And we are here because we have two cents about it. And we're going to share that with you today. Um, I originally got started here because I started working with Fuerte a couple months ago. It's almost going to be a year. I can't believe it's going to be a year That's already. incredible. Time flies when you're in a pandemic. Uh, but we'll address that later at a later time. Um, but I'm super eager to be here with Dom and chat about what there is we need to do about Arizona and um, the path forward. Yeah. I mean, we love our state. And uh, just like anything you love, you know, it's flawed. And it, uh, you know, we can exactly. we can make it better. Mm -hmm. So Republicans have been real bold at the Arizona legislature recently, don't you think? I think bold's a nice way to put it. I think they've been straight out disrespectful. Uh, Re Representative Athena Salmon uh, couldn't even get her vote out or her, the explanation to her vote out. You got to check out this video. Campaign legal was not allowed to speak, even though he had concerns with the bill. Mr. Chair, today uh, we prohibited April Ignacio from Tohono O'odham stick to explaining your vote. If I, you have Mr. procedural Chair, issues, then that, that is not your main to explain Mr. Your Chair, hmm. these people signed in. How do you vote? How do you <laughs> vote? Let her speak. I will, I'm in the middle there. of explaining my vote. You and are not explaining your vote. How do if, you if vote? It is upsetting Time is I up, Representative Solomon. Record Representative Solomon as a no vote and call the next one. Uh, you cannot oh, do that. Yes. Point of order. Point of order. Point of order. Yes, point of order. Uh, you cannot, I cannot say for you, you vote yay or I'm not. Yay. I'm just saying you down is not voting because you're not voting. Wow. Point of order. If, if we point were on the floor and you were to vote for Representative Solomon, I think that would, I remember that to be a crime. That's a felony. Exactly. Mr. Chair, you committed a felony. I said explain your <laughs> vote. It's a crime, right? You is said, this a crime? You're not explaining felony. your vote. You are, you are yeah, talking about procedural issues, not your to Mr. Chair, because if you would let me finish, each of these organizations, including the Tohono O'odham, would have pointed out I have some of their concerns that had to be privately texted for, to me instead of for the public record, which would have taken much less time if you had let them You were present. not explaining their yes, position. Yes. You were complaining that they didn't get a chance to speak. Yeah. And I'm Do you have anything to say about the bill? You nothing Yes. Yes. Proceed. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Chair. Um, Proceed. How annoying. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So uh, when this happened, uh, a friend of ours made a, a a cool remix. Have you seen the remix? I actually haven't. Do you know Randy? Uh, yeah, I think I've met him. I don't know if I met him personally, but um, 
I've seen his work and like what he's doing in the Yeah, so huge shout out to DJ Randy. I don't know if that's his actual DJ name. (laughs) Uh, You got to check out this video. I know he makes like really cool remixes and stuff. They're all right. Across the country, uh, these large corporations are speaking out against anti-voting and anti-free speech bills. Um, and we we have seen organizations like the Greater Phoenix Leadership and Fuerte and other coalitions actually call out um, these corporations, such as Farmers, Allstate, Enterprise, all businesses that we see on the TV every single day and we recognize. Yeah, and those um, corporations were huge funders of these uh, politicians. Exactly. So it's really disappointing to see the businesses that we we recognize and see and are familiar with are uh, funneling money into things that are creating more barriers for our communities and our families. Right. And, and we, we've seen in like Georgia, uh, all these corporations stepped up after the governor signed the bill. In, in Arizona, they have a chance to do it before. You know, these corporations need to shoot their shot before the game is go- over. Exactly. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Great to be back right here. And uh, we're back in studio. It's been, what, a year and a half since since we've been here, since we've actually been in front of each other? Ah, uh, about a year. A year? Yeah. Man, it's, I don't know, man. The last three years of this pandemic have really messed with my brain. So <laughs> it just, it just keeps going on and on. But yes, uh, this is exactly what you're talking about with big corporations can use their money and use their power in order to move these kind of things. And it's not just corporations. We just saw what Major League Baseball did, uh, with the All-Star game. And for, before anybody gets all riled up, it was not the players themselves. Let's make that clear. The players did not take a vote into what they wanted to do with Major League Baseball and its commissioner that, uh, ended up uh, deciding to do this based on what Georgia did, signing this, uh, these anti, uh, anti-voting bills pretty much what they what they really are let's call it what it is into law like th- this isn't something that just got put across the desk this isn't an idea for it's literally law right now yeah. in georgia that's yeah. it's just blowing my mind that that's what it is so they did act accordingly moving the all-star game and all the millions of dollars of revenue that it brings every city to wherever it goes and now the people of colorado get to benefit from that uh they are the ones that are going to be able to host the all-star game this year Damn. That's so insane. Arizona has a, a history of losing NFL. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, losing these big games exactly, right. and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you were about to say about the uh, the Super Bowl, yeah, uh, 1993. Uh, the, that that Super Bowl was supposed to be played uh, back before the Arizona Cardinals had their own stadium out in Glendale. It was at the uh, ASU's uh, Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah. So, so Tempe Diablo Stadium. No, which one is it? Diablo Stadium or Sun Devil Stadium? It was a Sun Devil Stadium, man. My my mind can't work right from 1993. That was pre-pandemic. Those are before my times. I can't be doing that stuff anymore. Uh, but yeah, the, the the it was it was supposed to be held there. Uh, but uh, oddly enough, another very racially driven law is what took it away from us. Is that Arizona uh, governor at the time did not want to recognize MLK Day as a state holiday, yeah. which is absolutely crazy to me. Like right. Uh, it, wow. it, it's something that should have been a given, uh, but uh, and then the NFL made it clear, you know, we do not want to do this. And even at the right. time, you know, it was mostly African Americans in the African American, excuse me, in the league. It was uh, mainly uh, the, the those are the ones that were being represented, and they made it clear mm -hmm. if they don't want to recognize MLK Day as a holiday, we'll just right. play the game somewhere else. And yeah. they stuck to their word, and sure enough. California was the one that uh, benefited from that. The game ended up moving over to the Rose Bowl in uh, Pasadena. So they ended up hosting that Super Bowl. Uh, sadly, the Cowboys won. So not going to get it. That's a whole other issue. <laughs> but, it, but it's only right for states that, you know, don't want to recognize democracy, don't want to recognize, you know, important issues of the country and 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 our people. You know that that we they don't states like that should not get to host these big sporting events, these exactly. huge events. You know exactly. And uh, Dom, a question for you: Like I know you're not too huge into sports, but for those those people that are that live their sports, live and breathe, and they they're diehard sports fans that just insist that politics stay completely out of sports to keep the world separate. What do you say to people like that? Oh man, people like that, I think, want to forget that. Um, and, and they want to purpose to forget that artists, athletes, you know, other people are still people. They're still voters. They still have families and they still should have the same say as any other citizen. But those folks have a huge uh, platform that they can speak from. So I think it's important for them to speak up when things like this are happening. Exactly. And the NFL has a, I guess, like a huge history of putting their two cents into politics and what voters get to do or not to do. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is the NFL and any sports league or any sports team has a very big audience and has a very big influence on what they do, who they uh, contribute to, who they funnel money to, what they put on their advertisement. All that is a really big influence on everyday people that watch sports. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we saw it last year when uh, the, the NBA resumed its season in the bubble for the uh, end of the season plus the postseason. We saw the players wear the um, the messages instead of their names on the back. We saw Black mm -hmm. Lives Matters on the courts. Uh, we saw things like that happening all around with, all, 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 with every single team participating in that you know the WNBA also uh, they held a couple of demonstrations we saw uh, you know it still gives me chills to think of those players coming out with the shirts with all the gunshots in the back of their shirts you know sending such powerful messages with those platforms that you were talking about Dom so no mm -hmm. to those people that say that keep them apart you cannot keep them apart nope. the sports are played in a country where the politics matter to everything so until that happens where sports people stars celebrities rappers whatever it is you want to call them as long as they are not above the law, politics still applies to them and everybody else. Yeah. You know what? And everybody. Everyday people like us, artists, 
you know, people who, anyone who lives in these states um, has to defend their own right to vote as well. Exactly. So, you know, we want to call on these corporations, which because of Citizens United are defined as people, and that's why they get to have this political free speech. Um, exactly. To, to step up and call out uh, these bad bills before they get signed. NFL, uh, I think we're going to have a super, we're scheduled to have a Super Bowl here in Arizona soon. You know, that has to be not on the table if these bills get signed. Exactly. But, but you need to speak before they get signed. Exactly. And listen to your players. Like, your players have a very big say in what you represent. I mean, they're representing you. You're representing them. Um, mm -hmm. And we've seen them, like, take a stance on what they believe in. And so you should listen to them. You yeah. Know? Talk to them. Talk to your players. Fuerte just finished and launched its first ever 72-hour video challenge defending democracy in Arizona. And it was my first ever a video challenge. I know, I know Dom has a little bit more expertise in that area, but how did you think it went, Dom? I, I was so impressed by all the teams. We had four different teams submit videos, participate in the challenge, and they were just crazy talented. Exactly. That's really awesome. Um, I know I enjoyed watching the results and the products of the videos, mm -hmm. but um, I wanted to ask if you could share a little bit more about why you wanted to have this challenge and what it meant and how that ties into voting rights and defending our democracy. Some of my best experiences in making movies came from these Phoenix IFP independent, independent film something projects, programs or something. Yeah. Something I don't remember there. what it, what that stands for, but, but basically, uh, they would hold these 40 hour film challenges and some of the best, uh, movies I've ever been a part of making came out of these challenges. And, you know, all the credit goes to the, the Kevin, the full team. I played my part as a collaborator mm -hmm. and I wanted um, other people to have these experiences, but with our, with our issues and, and to be able to defend our democracy in Arizona with it. The first issue, uh, cause we're going to do these every three months. The, this first challenge was uh, about voting rights specifically. We've been seeing all these attacks at, uh, on our voting rights. And so each team turned in a video, um, in its own way, defending voting rights. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was a blast putting it together with the team. I know Dom had a uh, very big help in that and making that happen. And we just premiered it last Friday, which is really exciting. We got to Woo. show, um, unfortunately, over Zoom. Hopefully in the future we can have it over yeah. um, like a Harkins Theater or something of that sort. But it was really awesome. We got to present the winners. There were two winners. Uh, we were actually very fortunate enough to be able to... I mean, all the teams were winners in my head. <laughs> I know some of them got money, which I wish, you know, yeah. I wish we could have given them all money, but we just don't have the means. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But funders I'm... out there, if you want to give us more funding, we'll give all these teams the money they deserve for the for the work that they did. Exactly. And we, you know, like Dom said, hopefully we can fund more. And the winners of our inaugural 72-hour video challenge was by the team called Noche Americana. And their video was super amazing and mesmerizing. And we'll yeah. actually put the link uh, below in the description box so that everyone can check it out. And you can actually see the premiere of our event in the description box as well. Yeah, check out all four of these videos. They were incredible. And you can watch the award ceremony too. 
um, it, it, you know, it was a lot of fun to exactly. work on this project and we're really looking forward to launching the next one. It'll be in June mm -hmm. and, uh, we're not sure exactly, uh, what the issue will be, uh, but all these are about defending democracy. Yep. And we got a lot of issues to cover. We've got issues. That we do. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for the first episode of season two of We've Got Issues. Uh, right now, we're launching a new program to uh, respond to this COVID-19 crisis. And um, we're launching what we're calling healing circles. They'll be led by a professional therapist. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's only limited space. Exactly. And we know how much this pandemic has hit our communities and I know it, ha it has hit my family personally. And so we want to be able to provide some kind of support to those that need it during this time. It has been a very, very long year. And so if you're interested in participating, um, we're going to have a link to the forum below. It's going to be available in both English and Spanish for those that are interested. Yeah, this is hit my family particularly hard and I'm really happy that there is a free resource available to our community to, you know, get some therapy mm -hmm. in these healing circles. Yep, exactly. And we're happy to be a part of that, um, uh, that healing that everyone goes through and we want to be able to provide that to everyone. So check it out if you're interested and in need of that service. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. We would like to thank Athena Salman for representing people in our representative democracy, even when John Cabinet thinks representatives should not have to hear from the people they represent. And thanks to Randy Bettis for making a ridiculous DJ mix of this ridiculous situation. This episode was written by Melina Foseska, Dominic Medina, and Danny Arona. Production, editing, and graphics by Danny Arona. Music by Dominic Medina. Executive produced by Senia Arona. We've got issues as a part of the Fuerte Network. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily represent those of the Fuerte Arts Movement.